It is your responsibility to pull down strongholds. It's your responsibility to pull down strongholds. And every thought that does not line up with the will of God is called a stronghold. So if our victory is determined by our hearing and our obeying, then we need to deal with the strongholds of the mind that keep us from truly hearing correctly. Because if you can't hear right, then you're not going to be able to walk free. You're going to still walk into bondage. So now, our main text is 2 Corinthians and in chapter 10. I want to first read 3 through 6. It says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I'm going to read it again. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. You do not war according to the flesh. The weapons, and you have them, the weapons of our warfare are not according to the flesh. They're not carnal. They're mighty in God. Only in God are they mighty. And they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. So many times I see Christians trying to take and dismantle a stronghold that's out here when they read this verse. That's not what it's talking about. These strongholds are in the mind. In this section of scripture, it is not talking about a spirit that's roaming around. It is talking about strongholds that are inside your mind, that are lying to you. You need to be able to identify what it is that is being, that is being spoken in this passage of scripture so that you can do battle with, with the word of God and you can do war against the attack correctly. You can do the, the battle that you're called to do correctly. Are we following? Now we're going to look at what are these arguments and every high thing. That's what it says, right? Look at verse five. It says that it says it mentions strongholds. And then it says that we're to cast them down. We're to cast down the arguments. What's an argument? Cast down arguments. You can't cast something down if you don't even understand what it even is. So you're going to cast down arguments and every high thing because it's a stronghold. Great. What's an argument and what's every high thing? We're going to talk about that. So first of all, a stronghold is anything that is opposing the will of God. A stronghold is anything that's going to oppose, oppose, be against the will of God, right? It's a fortress or it's like a castle in your mind, a fortified structure in your mind. It's a stronghold. Say, I'm going to deal with strongholds today. I'm not going to live with strongholds any longer. Today I'm ready to be done with these strongholds. They're in my mind. And from time to time, the enemy tries to put a stronghold in my mind. It's a lie, but sometimes I believe the lie. But today I'm not going to believe the lie anymore. Today is a new day. So I'm gonna learn so that I can do things differently. Okay, so a stronghold 
is anything that is opposite or opposing to the will of God. It's a fortress in your mind. It tells you you're dumb. It tells you you're never going to be able to change. It tells you, well, you have this type of a desire and you can't change. You're too weak. This is your lot in life. This was God's will for you when it wasn't. It tells you that you're never going to be able to have enough. You're never going to be able to be married. You're never going to be able to have a child. You're never going to be able to have that job, that business. You're never going to be able to be loved. It's a lie. Say, it's a lie. These are lies that the enemy tries to put in your mind. These are strongholds in our mind. God says you are to cast down those strongholds, tearing them down with the weapon of the word, right? So a stronghold is anything that opposes the will of God. It's a castle or a fortress in your mind. Its stronghold is first established in your thoughts, and then a lie is believed, and then the result is then you have a stronghold. When you, have, when you believe a lie, then you have a stronghold. So when we reread verse 4 and 5, I'm going to reread 4. The weapons of our warfare. Say, I have weapons of warfare. And it's not carnal. But the, it is mighty in God. It means it's strong in God. To pull down those lies. To pull down those strongholds. To pull down those lies. Casting down arguments. And, right, and every high thing. We're going to cast down the argument. And we're going to cast down every high thing that exalts itself that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I'm going to read, read five again because you need to get the revelation. We're going to cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Against the knowledge of God. There's a knowledge of God. We have a knowledge of God, of who God is, right? But an argument right? Arguments and every high thing is going to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Are you hearing right? I know. Are you, are you hearing right? Because if you can't hear right, you can't live right. If you can't hear right, you can't live right. Your victory is determined by your hearing and your obeying. Abraham was victorious because he's, he was willing to offer his only son, the only son of promise, as a burnt offering. He was willing to do what would seem to be pretty unthinkable, but he was willing to do. He heard and he obeyed the voice of God and not his own. He wants your all, church, sold out. Christians. Second Chronicles in 16 and 9. Second Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those who are loyal to him. On behalf of those who are loyal to him. You know, the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout each and every one, throughout the whole world. And he's looking and he is saying, are they loyal to me? Are they loyal to me? We're going to get into what that means in a moment. But are they loyal to me? Remember, you have to be able to hear 
his voice and then follow after him if you're going to live for Christ. These are not fairy tales. The massive walls of Jericho collapsed at an instant by the mighty hand of God because somebody heard and obeyed the voice of God. Somebody heard and obeyed the voice of God, and therefore that which would seem impossible became possible. When you hear and obey the voice of God, that which seems impossible becomes possible. The strongholds that you may think you're walking in, and maybe you are walking in, when you repent from them because you hear now the voice of God and you're going to obey God, you're going to see those walls crumble down. You're going to see those walls crumble, and they will not have a hold on your life anymore because when you hear and obey the truth, which Jesus came to testify of the truth, and that's how we can dispel the lies and the darkness because the truth has come which is Christ, right? And the truth is now in us, and we have the mind of Christ. So therefore now, we can walk as those that are strong in him instead of those that are blinded by the God of this age. Right? Amen? We're all following. So what you hear, you must do if you want to walk in victory, but you must hear correctly. So we all know if you hear God and you obey God, there's a blessing. I think we all would say we know that, we're in agreement. The problem, though, lies here, that some cannot hear correctly. They're not hearing right. If you can't hear right, then you can't do right. Walls of resistance in the minds of the rebellious bring in the judgment of God. I didn't say in the minds of unbelievers. I said in the minds of the rebellious. You can be a Christian and still walk in rebellion. Don't suggest it. I don't suggest it at all, but there are many Christians walking in rebellions called carnal Christianity. But surrendering to God's will and by faith following after him brings his blessing. But surrender is an attitude of the heart. Stop trying externally so much. There's things that you do externally. But make sure the internal attitude of your heart of surrender is fully there. The internal attitude of your heart. Not just merely words. God knows our heart. He knows everything about us. He also knows when we're truly surrendered and when we're not. Right? And so surrender. Our victory really truly lies in our true surrender. That's where our victory lies in. So it is our responsibility, it is your responsibility to pull down strongholds. It's your responsibility to pull down strongholds. And every thought that does not line up with the will of God is called a stronghold. So if our victory is determined by our hearing and our obeying, then we need to deal with the strongholds of the mind that keep us from truly hearing correctly. Are we in agreement? Because if you can't hear right, then you're not going to be able to walk free. You're going to still walk into bondage. So now, our main text is 2 Corinthians and in chapter 10. So let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. This is our main text. And in verse 3. I want to first read 3 through 6. It says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I'm going to read it again. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. You do not war according to the flesh. The weapons, and you have them, the weapons of our warfare are not according to the flesh. They're not carnal. They're mighty in God. Only in God are they mighty. And they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. So many times I see Christians trying to take and dismantle a stronghold that's out here when they read this verse. That's not what it's talking about. These strongholds are in the mind. In this section of scripture, it is not talking about a spirit that's roaming around. It is talking about strongholds that are inside your mind, that are lying to you. You need to be able to identify what it is that is being, that is being spoken in this passage of scripture so that you can do battle with, with the word of God and you can do war against the attack correctly. You can do the, the battle that you're called to do correctly. Are we following? Okay, we're going to define, we're going to go through now, we're going to look at what are these arguments and every high thing. That's what it says, right? Look at verse 5. It says that, it, says, it mentions strongholds, and then it says that we're to cast them down. We're to cast down the arguments. What's an argument? Cast down arguments. You can't cast something down if you don't even understand what it even is. So you're going to cast down arguments and every high thing. You're going to cast down arguments and every high thing because it's a stronghold. Great. What's an argument and what's every high thing? We're going to talk about that. So first of all, a stronghold is anything that is opposing the will of God. A stronghold is anything that's going to oppose, oppose, be against the will of God, right? It's a fortress or it's like a castle in your mind, a fortified structure in your mind. It tells you you're never going to be able to change. It tells you, well, you have this type of a desire and you can't change. You're too weak. This is your lot in life. This was God's will for you when it wasn't. It tells you that you're never going to be able to have enough. You're never going to be able to be married. You're never going to be able to have a child. You're never going to be able to have that job, that business. You're, not gonna, you're never going to be able to be loved. It's a lie. Say it's a lie. These are lies that the enemy tries to put in your mind. These are strongholds in our mind. God says you are to cast down those strongholds, tearing them down with the weapon of the word, right? So a stronghold is anything that opposes the will of God. It's a castle or a fortress in your mind. Its stronghold is first established in your thoughts, and then a lie is believed, and then the result is then you have a stronghold. When you, when you believe a lie, then you have a stronghold. So when we reread verse 4 and 5, I'm going to reread 4. The weapons of our warfare. Say, I have weapons of warfare. And it's not carnal. But the, it is mighty in God. It means it's strong in God. To pull down those lies. To pull down those strongholds. To pull down those lies. Casting down arguments. And, right? And every high thing. We're going to cast down the argument. And we're going to cast down every high thing that exalts itself. Against the knowledge of God. I'm going to read, read five again because you need to get the revelation. We're going to cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Against the knowledge of God. There's a knowledge of God. We have a knowledge of God, of who God is. 
right? But an argument, right, arguments and every high thing is going to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Arguments. Let's look at arguments first. Let's define arguments. Are you ready to define arguments? What's an argument? Because it says we're supposed to pull these things down. And I already told you they're in your mind. I've already told you that they're in your mind. So what is an argument? What is an argument? It's a false judgment. When you falsely judge, it's a false judgment. Remember, we are to judge rightly without having a judgmental attitude. We are to judge rightly, right? And we're not to have a judgmental, I am so much better, higher than thou attitude. We're to judge right from wrong. We're just not to have an attitude about it. So, so an argument is when we falsely judge, right? When we, we, we judge falsely, incorrectly. Where we make um, attitudes against God. This is an argument. In, and it's all in our thoughts. An argument against God. You want your way. You want your will. When you have an attitude against God, against others, and against self, you want what you think is right, period. Exclamation point, probably, right? Argument. A speculation. Argument. Speculation, which is the entry, it's the entry to paranoia. Some of you are walking like, oh, I'm sure this is going to happen, this is going to happen. It's paranoia. And the paranoia is because you're listening to the voice of the liar. You're not called to walk in paranoia and be paranoid. You're not called to be paranoid. You're called to walk in truth, in peace, in power. Rebellious ideas and attitudes, everything that is against the will of God, that's an argument. Okay, so we can see when we want our will. I probably could just sum it up with rebellion. Flat out just rebellion, right? An argument. In your mind, there's a rebellious argument going on. The Bible says argument, but it's rebellion to God. High thing. Right? Ever wonder what every high thing is? Because we're to cast it down. You can't cast it down if you don't know what it is. Every high thing. What's a high thing? Simple. Simple. One word. Pride. It's pride, guys. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, what do you think that is? Pride. Pride. Everything that opposes the true knowledge of God. It is our job. It's our job to bring every disobedient thought, emotion, you know, into that obedience to Christ. See, so many of you are trying to do warfare out here. I take authority over that spirit coming against me and my child. But meanwhile, you forgot that you actually have your own inside your own head that you've given a place to. You've given them a key to the front door. You've given them a bed to sleep in. You feed it day and night. You probably feed it more than you feed yourself. You're feeding it and feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. And you wonder why you keep believing the lie. Because you're busy casting out demons out here, but you forgot you have a stronghold that you need to tear down. And it's between your own ears. It's your own thoughts. Are we following? So the progression goes like this. A stronghold, a lie, fear, and then an idol. A stronghold, anything opposing the will of God. Right? Say it with me. A stronghold is anything that opposes the will of God. Well, that brings a lie. A lie that is now believed. The lie that is believed exposes the fear 
that you had on the inside of you the whole time. Which points to the idol in your mind or in your heart that you didn't think God was going to take care of you or help you. So there was an idol. You, you came with this, and it's subconscious. You, you, you grabbed onto this belief system. It was a lie that you didn't think God was going to be able to take care of you. Maybe there were some father issues, and you never had it modeled. You never had true love modeled. You never had protection modeled. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was, you know, you were, you were just in one home after the next home after the next home. Maybe you were in foster care. Or, you know, you were in some kind of situation where you were not nurtured. Maybe you went through, you, you experienced a divorce. Maybe you were a child and your parents, you, you went through that because your parents were divorced. Maybe you didn't. Maybe they continually, you know, there was man after man after man and, the, and there was no stability in your home. So it created a wound. It created a wound. That wound was so bad that it created that lie. And that lie, because it was dealt, not dealt with, it went undealt you know, with, then it became an idol. You learned to take care of yourself. You thought you had to be the strong one. You thought you had to make sure you were never going to be hurt again. The walls went up, but the strongholds, the fortress in our minds were built. And you didn't realize that you were your worst enemy. And fear crept in, and you kept trying to deal with all these emotions and commanding that thing to go, and that's not going to come against me, and that's not going to... But meanwhile... There was a lie in your own mind because of a wound, because of a, a void. That's not how we deal with this passage of Scripture. It's not talking about external things, but it's talking about in our own mind and in our own emotions. Pride kept, how did pride come? Because you felt you needed to take care of it yourself. You didn't know how. And maybe when you got saved, no one told you that your life is not your own. And you thought, now that I'm saved, everything was supposed to get better. And maybe you missed the part that actually your life is not your own and we're to die to, to self and we're to live for Christ. Our, our life is literally, we're supposed to now give him glory in everything we say and do. Amen. These are some weapons of warfare that pull down these strongholds that I've been talking to you about. Okay, so number one, one weapon, one weapon is repentance. Repentance is so good. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. When repentance means to turn from wicked ways and turn to God. You don't have to feel, oh, I feel like doing it. It's a choice. If you were to wait till you feel like doing it, you wouldn't do a lot of the things that God's called you to do. See, and that's one of the tactics that the enemy uses against, against believers. You're waiting for you to feel sorry or you, for you to feel the, you know, the remorse or for you to feel like you want to live differently. You know what? You've taken the bait. When you just say, 
as an act of my will, I choose to repent. You know what happens? One layer of hardness comes off. You say it again, another layer of hardness comes off. You say it again, all of a sudden we're getting to the core now. All of a sudden you start getting to the core of who you are. Now all of a sudden you see the depravity of your own sin. But you couldn't see the depravity of your own sin unless you took that step and say, I repent. Because, Lord, your word is true. Jesus came to reveal the truth. And so if I'm hearing the truth, then and, and if, if I'm not walking in it, if I'm not, I haven't been walking in it, then only one person could be wrong and we know it's not God because he doesn't lie and he's never, he doesn't make mistakes and he doesn't change his mind and he's forever, right? And so, so therefore, when we just say, I choose to repent, you may not feel a thing, but I choose to repent. You've just disarmed the enemy. You've just disarmed the enemy. You don't need to wait till you feel 100% like, oh, I'm ready to do this. Well, maybe you are and maybe you're not, but wherever you are today, Repentance is still the answer. Number two, God's word. God's word. In Hebrews 4 and 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful. Some versions say living and active. And sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. And it is the discerner of thoughts and the intent of our heart. The word of God. That's why it's so important to preach the word of God. Because it's going to literally separate that which is of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It's going to separate, right? And it's going to go right into the very cell of, your, of the marrow in your bone. Right into your bloodstream. That's why we say the word is so powerful. That's why we speak that word because it's showing us of our own sin, our own fault. And it's showing us what God has for us, which is so much better, so much more. He wants us to be in love with him. He wants us to live in victory. That victory is only found as we go through the cross like this. The third is the blood, the blood of Jesus. And it's Revelation 12, 11. You've overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You're victorious. The enemy's defeated because of the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Never forget. It's a powerful scripture. And as you recite the scripture and repeat the scripture and you just decree the scripture over and over and over, you are victorious. The enemy is defeated over your life because of the blood of the lamb and the, and the word of your testimony. You might say, but I don't have a testimony yet. I'm still in a struggling. I'm still in a place where I'm struggling. Speak forth that you have a testimony just based on the fact that in faith you do. In faith you do. God says, if you just say in faith, I have a testimony. You might, oh, but I'm still struggling. In faith, I have a testimony. And you know what? Because God honors faith. Everything that is not of faith is sin. If it's not of faith, it's sin. The only way that I can please God is when I have faith. So if I can say in faith, I can say in faith, I have a testimony. I'm set free from that old lifestyle. I have a testimony. You may still be in the thick of coming out of that and really walking in the fullness of that testimony. Start decreeing it now. Start coming into agreement with the right spirit now. Don't give the enemy access. If we're praying and we're speaking these things, don't go backwards. Your call is to go forward. The fourth one is the name of Jesus. Mark 16 and verse 17. These are the signs that follow those who believe. Right? In the name of Jesus, we cast out demons. How do you dismantle that stronghold? You go through these steps. You repent. You use the word of God. You apply the blood. And you cast out the demon. You cast out the spirit. You tell it it doesn't have residency in you any longer. It is not allowed. It is forbidden. It is an invader and it must go. Oh.